This is The Bubble. I'm Montana Samuels. He's Mike Bonner. And uh, he's got his feet on the desk. Feeling, I, I feel uncomfortable today. I feel anytime I'm very casual in front of a microphone, I just feel like I'm Dirk Nowitzki. When he wow. took the mic, you know, remember that? I think was the, the final. Wow, that was a long time ago now. Yeah, it's been a yeah. Are we but, Dallas Mavericks talk? Yeah, but when he just kind of chilled <laughs> by the uh, after oh, and yeah. just yep. crossed his arms, I felt like he was putting his feet up on the table. I don't know yeah. if he was or not. I mean, Dirk's a pretty laid back guy. He's not as laid back as Tim Duncan. I I, I don't know how I would describe. The, uh, Tim Duncan really isn't. The, I don't know if he's mellow or not. I just kind of don't you envision me? You any. You seen Tim Duncan's outfits? No. It's like Michael Jordan jeans and like a three, like a 4X t-shirt. Just literally the definition of casual. I can't concentrate right now because you played with some audio levels and now I can't hear myself. Oh, so it's God. not even necessarily audio. You know, ah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, we've, someone's been messing with the board, including myself. I don't really We're even back. care what the audio levels are as long as I can hear myself, and which is just headphone volume, really. Yeah. Well, we're back. We're back. Mike, why are we here today? What are we talking about? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. What episode are we on, Montana? Oh, God. I, I think I am almost certain I'm it's not, 18 or 19. See, just I wasn't really concerned so much about the numbers, just my setup. So you could have really said any number, and I would have said, wow, time really flies, Montana. And speaking of flying, <laughs> oh boy, here it is. See, that one was a good transition, ironically, because it was so bad, but it was bad on purpose. It, yeah, that it, it, was, was actually, it was a dad yeah. joke. Now it's bad because I'm explaining it. Yeah, you should have just left it. We were at the airport this week. We were? No. This week? Yeah, Monday. Time flies. Time, now, that, that's a legit, <laughs> time does fly. Uh, we were at the airport and we, you know, you go, sometimes you set these things up as a journalist and you're like, well... This could be cool or it could not be. And we set up a tour at the New Bedford Airport. And I was I set it up last week, mm-hmm. last f- Thursday. Okay. Um, and it was rainy and Peter Pereira, our photographer, was there. And I thought, let's – I talked to him. I was like, do you want to maybe postpone it? It's rainy. It might not matter, but sure. So we, we set it up again this week. And again, you don't really know what you're getting with a tour, especially at the right. airport. Because Tour's some, tough, yeah. Some, like, what does the FAA allow? What does, you know, the federal yep. regulations allow? And it was actually really, it was as good, if probably a little better than I thought. And yeah. I had hopeful ex- expectations of, well, maybe we will be able to go on the runway. Yeah, which, which we did. We definitely were. Especially for me, I, I was there camera in tow doing a little video, and uh, that's always iffy. You, when you're recording everything, uh, you never people are hesitant around cameras. But they were, I think there was only one instance in one specific room in which they were like, let's not record in here. Right. But other than that, it was, yeah, it was, we had full access. It was, it was pretty great. It was interesting just because usually airports are complete opposite of that. Like you're so used to can't go there don't do this you know it's very right. rigid yep carry your bag everywhere and and this was a fun drive around the airport went through security uh through the back entrance yeah uh there really isn't any need for security right now at that airport no. right now anyways because elite airlines uh, isn't there and there's no airline 
I believe the number was nine. Doing private flights right now? No, so they have Cape Air. Okay, and that goes to oh, Cape to, and the Islands. Okay, but gotcha. it's nine or less, so they don't. The FAA doesn't require TSA. Uh, okay, so that's yeah. If they had any, I think bigger than that, then they would have to go through TSA. Okay, which brings a whole other charge and everything like that. Which then I thought to myself, it's just why not like. Why nine? It was such a random like cutoff of well, yeah, yeah well, double that digits. Person, you never know. You never know about number ten. But <laughs> it's just as susceptible. No, I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. That's where I kind of I scratch my head a little bit. What's I mean, if it's truly for safety purposes and to prevent hijackings or something like that, that they're not carrying something scary on a plane. I wouldn't want someone taking over a nine passenger plane. Well, no. So it's it's you know that type of thing I, that I don't understand. It should probably be all security or yeah, you know, like a like a pat down or something. Check the bag. Probably a check. Yeah, to me it'd be more like check the bag. You know, but yeah. I guess they go through. Well, I don't. I don't know that I've never been on a plane that yeah. small. Don't that's think I ne- ever will. That, that's our next uh, next story. We got to take a flight to Nantucket or something. I am propellers. No, count me out on on propellers. You don't even. Do you even fly over water to get to? Like if you were flying to the Cape. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say, do you fly over water to get to the islands? And no, obviously like, you fly over water <laughs> to get to the islands. Uh, probably. I would guess maybe, depending on what route you okay. would go. You don't have to, I guess, obviously, since you can drive there. But No propellers for Mike. No, no that's, that's something that, that I, all of my friends know. It's no propellers. Uh, jet only. Jet. Big, big baller. <laughs> what, right. was, what was most, uh, what did you find most interesting I I found a couple well, things. That, yeah, uh, of the tour, I thought the fire truck was interesting just because yep. of how enormous it was. It was uh, four hundred gallons of foam chem. Okay, and then I forgot how many gallons of water it held, uh, but it was quite a bit. I I, I don't remember. Um, yeah, but it was um, quite a bit. I almost want to say like the number that comes to my head is like fifteen hundred, but I don't. Okay, uh, and but. So that was interesting. Nineteen ninety one, I believe that truck is, and they're looking for a new one, which would cost about eight hundred and fifty thousand, which is crazy. Yeah, that's a big amount of money. The other thing, speaking of propellers, was the small planes that we saw land. And yes. Scott Service, the airport director, was like, "Yeah, they're landing at like thirty five miles an hour," and that was just a no go for me, especially when you <laughs> right. think, like he said, if it's a thirty mile an hour wind, which really isn't that strong. No, you're going at like five miles an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're like not even moving. Right. I think or forty, you're going backwards, which is even that's more ridiculous. A, yeah, it's horrifying. I wouldn't want to do that. I think for me, I mean, on the tour, it was just kind of nice to see the scope of everything, um, and just to un- like during different parts of the tour, like helicopters would fly over, mm-hmm. and he would say, "Oh, this is this," or like, "This is a pri-, like just to get an uh, understanding of what small airports do on a daily basis when they don't have all those flights going out. But I think post like post tour to me when we sat down with them and they sort of articulated like their plans for the future and how they view themselves in the landscape of new bedford's economic development i thought that was i thought they sort of hit the nail on the head you know often sometimes just often i i always say often sometimes it's redundant and completely opposite yeah i was gonna say it's two different meanings so often you'll speak to people and They'll be explaining something. You're like, okay, like you're kind of hamming it up a little bit. Like maybe not, but I think they they were pretty clear minded in terms of like how they viewed 
the impact that some of their future plans could have on the city going forward. And I thought that was interesting to hear. I don't think we can really share the biggest parts of that, but some of their economic impact, I, I think, could uh, prove really fruitful for the city. I don't see why in 2025-ish yeah. and beyond, when we talk about autonomous vehicles and all that, the different ways of getting around, you think that especially cities like New Bedford would have mm-hmm. airports that could take you really anywhere and anywhere in this version would be going to JFK or something like that sure where you can hop skip and a jump to a major airport and then you can get somewhere that just right. seems to me just priceless you know it, it oh yeah it's just so much it, it connects the world it's already a small world but if if you don't have to drive to, to Boston or Providence to fly somewhere and that's not really that crazy of a right a thing and it's really rare in the northeast uh, it, it's really rare I, I check that it's really rare elsewhere i remember living in mississippi and you know there was a columbus airport that was like 20 minutes away from me but that only went to atlanta and it had three mm-hmm. flights a day and that was it and then other than that it was two hours to memphis two and a half to birmingham or two hours to um, Jackson, four hours to New Orleans, uh, five hours to Atlanta. And then you look here where, I mean, there are two major airports within an hour, Boston and, and Providence. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about New Bedford having one. Worcester is an hour away, which is another airport. Right. And then hour and a half, two hours, you're at Springfield. Right. Uh, an hour and a half north, uh, two hours, you're in Manchester, New Hampshire, another, you know, Right. Pretty good airport, and then probably three hours north here in Portland. So there's so there's a lot of ways to travel. Yeah, uh, but I think even still, it can be better. Right, and I think that's kind of what they were. Yeah, just you would. It it makes a lot of sense for them to be able to connect to some of these bigger airports regionally because, like they said, and like you just said, it's it's great to be able to fly to Florida. But you're flying to Vero Beach, Florida, so it's not it's not like you're flying to like Daytona or Jacksonville, which have airports, so you can get to somewhere in the Northeast. And it's not like you're flying to Fort Lauderdale or Tampa or uh, Miami to connect you to those bigger areas, or Orlando to connect you to the bigger areas of Florida. You're flying into Vero Beach, which sure, Vero. I know people from Vero Beach; they seem to be okay with the the town, but. It's not Miami. To me, it's almost, it's nice, but it's, I don't see any use to that. I, I get it. Like you said, I get that, yeah. but I just, to, to, I'm never probably going to go on that flight because what, why am I going to go to Vero Beach? You know, yeah, it's, when you can probably find a cheaper flight on Frontier to Orlando. Right. Something, like, I, and I understand some of the uh, conveniences that they provide, mm-hmm. but I'm really only flying to go to a different place you know that's it's right. a specific place right whether right. you know yeah I, not necessarily oh i'm going to rearrange my vacation because i can fly from new bedford to vero beach i'll just go to vero beach right i'll just go where i want i'm flying because i want to go where i want to go and I, right. I think that's where the jfk or the newark which have been kind of floated around makes a lot of sense because then you can fly from new bedford to anywhere which i think that's the ultimate goal not necessarily yeah. Oh, hey, we can take 50 people in the air. Well, what's right. the point of taking 50 people if you can't 
Right. I think the notion is being able to connect your region of a state to the rest of the country. I mean, that to me, that's when you get an airport that's, at, that's something that people want. Right. Because right now it's just sort of like a, it, it's nice for people who can afford to go private or that can afford to rather fly to the islands than to get there by other means. But it, it, it's not really it doesn't seem all that feasible for everyone else. It's just kind of like a, oh, we have an airport. Like you right. can fly in if there's like a politician or something, you can fly them in. But other than that, like what's the real use? And that's what it's being used for. Yeah, like you said, it's just those small commercial flights and and private private use. And a lot of those are very small. Uh, right. We saw a bunch of small planes when we were there. So I think, yeah, it, it's it's certainly the next step or a step for the city in terms of, using real transportation where hey you want to you know it it, if you want to be a real city as in the mayor always says you need to have a real airport and that's because business is is inner yeah continental now yep and you have to be able to get to a place quickly and while providence and boston aren't far it, there is a lot of it's not easy it's right it's not necessarily yeah you're, convenient. you're not necessarily going to well and think about it. for the industries i i don't imagine that like if someone flies into providence or boston how apt are they to say okay rather than meeting in providence or boston let's drive to new bedford to have the meeting like why don't you just meet me halfway because i already right. had to fly into somewhere right. It, yeah, it just I, I really do think the notion that this you can project this out to a not an international airport by any means, but a regional airport with flights to an international destination. That's that's the goal. And I and even that to me is bare bottom uh to an extent if you're just going to Newark or JFK right. or because that's what I dealt with uh in Mississippi and it was and they're not even talking about this, but uh Three flights were a day to Atlanta. Atlanta is the biggest airport in the world, right. and you're, you can really go anywhere. And it was still kind of a headache, you know. It, it wasn't, yeah. and it was pretty expensive. So I and I understand where they're coming from that it'll be offered there, but it's going to come with a cost too. Oh, for sure, yeah. which will be unfortunate. So it's difficult. Um, I, I think it's super helpful, and you you can weigh that. Well, hey, you know what? It's five dollars to park there, and it's sure, sure it's expensive, but if I drive. To Boston or Providence for a cheaper flight, am I going to you know come up with Maybe that on make it in gas? Yeah, whatever. In parking, I just par- parked in Boston parking, yeah. for a wedding. I left on Thursday night and came back on Sunday night, and it was like a hundred dollars to park. Right. Um, so that's you know two of us fifty bucks a person. So it kind of comes from, and it's just the convenience of it too. Right. This aspect to it. So I think it, it'll help, but when that comes, your consumers are always going to want more, and I'm. Oh, fully yeah. aware of that. I'm calling for, oh, it'd be so great if they could just go to JFK and, you know, connect the world, but also at a, at a cheap rate. Right. And yeah, having a couple flights a day would be, would be helpful. Be ideal. Too. Yeah. Cause I, I remember there were, so St. Augustine where I went to St. Augustine, Florida had an airport that flew to, I want to say Newark. Um, but it was like one or two flights a week. So you kind of had to rearrange your week around right, right. when you could get on that plane. And that was a headache. People people just kind of stopped dealing with that eventually. Right. And then again, it's only se- it was only seasonal too. So it's well, How close was the closest airport? 
Jacksonville was 45 minutes away, okay. but it was expensive. Okay. So a lot of people drive about an hour and a half, two hours to Orlando. Okay. Get a cheaper flight. And that's where probably New Bedford struggles a bit because there are so many options. You know, you're- I think that's it's almost an oversaturation in the market. Yeah. Because for what New Bed, sure, what New Bedford brings in convenience of being close to home, it loses in the fact that it still has to fall. Like, if you're flying to Miami, you would have to fly to JFK, then wait, and then fly all the way to Miami when you drive the 30 minutes to Providence and probably just get straight through flight, flight to Miami. Yeah, you have three options, uh, Providence, Worcester, and Boston. Yeah. All go Within direct an hour. shot. To, yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of, that, that would be the issue, uh, certainly. Right. But if you're flying to somewhere like L.A., Right, it would make a lot of sense because you would have a stopover probably at, uh, it, it definitely in Providence you would have a stopover. I imagine Worcester as well. I can't say that word. It's all right. I'm not from, get there. Not from New England. Can't say Worcester. Worcester. That's how I can say it. I just have to put the accent on. But yeah, probably uh, Boston might have a straight through one. But it. It makes sense for cross-country travel. Those are some of the obstacles. And I think you nailed it right in the head of, since there are a lot of airports and Logan being a pretty major oh, one, yeah. you can find straight shots. And yeah. if they're not straight shots, then you're looking at, okay, one layover from New Bedford, it might be two. And then you're really kind right. of... What if you if it's two layovers and you're not flying international, count me out. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not doing it. I I will. Usually, airline air, flying is yeah. just give me the cheapest and I'll and I'll deal with it. Right. I know a lot of my friends are on the same boat, oh, but yeah, I definitely. will splurge a little bit for a straight shot. See, I'm more of a time guy. I'll splurge on the time. Well, usually, I'm assuming a straight shot would be faster than a layover. No, no. I mean, like, I'm not... I, I can't do the five... Oh, si- the okay. six o'clock in the morning flights anymore. That's why I splurge on that. I'll fly at nine. No, I... Well, it's... A, no, I won't... That, to me, that doesn't matter as much. I will suck it up and get up at three in the morning to drive up to Boston to... See, I'm, I've done that. Living in Florida and then going home to Kansas for the holidays and such. I've done that so many times. I'm just like, I'm, I'm done. I'll s- not doing it. I will do it. Assuming you're going on vacation or something on the way there. But yeah, I will splurge on the way back to not have to, to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just can't, you know, some, and I'm an early riser too, man. I wake up yeah. between like six and seven o'clock most mornings, but five. Eight. that would be, that's the best part of being closest for those early. Yeah. Flights. Well, and, and, like we've been talking, I live in Providence now. So living in Providence, I'll take a seven o'clock flight because right. I can wake up at like five thirty, right? And just put on sweatpants and go to the airport. Right. It's a little more manageable. But like from my hometown to the Kansas City airport, that's like an hour fifteen minutes. That's tough. It, it doesn't seem long, but when you at, five, include, at four no, in the morning, that's and then long. you include security aspects yeah. and being oh yeah, because I'd rather get there. I'd rather sit. In the terminal, oh and yeah. Be, rather than freaking out about security being, because sometimes you go right through, and then sometimes you're there. Oh, forever. I get to the airport early every time. What's your at? What what? So you're you're leaving at f- at f- noon. What time you got to get there? I'm leaving at noon. I'll probably be there by like ten fifteen. Okay. Yeah, I'm around. I, I'm I'm around there. I probably get there around 
uh, an hour and a half. So ten thirty. Yeah. 1040 yeah depending on the airport i can do an hour and a half well that's true too like if it's providence or kansas city i don't mind it i'm less yeah i'm less stressed that'll be okay well you know hour and a half boston orlando i'm just i'm i'm there early i'll get to get some gummy oh my god it lands we arrived so we arrived for our flight uh (laughs) from atlanta to boston a couple weekends ago Mm -hmm. we got there um it was like an hour before our flight took off. Right. I was so, I was like, we're not, we're not. Yeah. It's, it's way too close. We made it. Then actually it was a little delayed, even though it wasn't said it. Said right. It. Right. They didn't let us know it was delayed, which was kind of annoying because then we could have like chilled, chilled out a little that, bit. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was nerve wracking. I think it was close to like 45 minutes, but I'll just say an hour. Just. Okay. Yeah. I was nervous. You ever flown into Baltimore? Yes. Okay. This is a total aside. That's what this podcast, this entire podcast. So the is Chipotle within the terminals and I haven't been there in Baltimore. a while. The people who will wait in line for this Chipotle are insane. Dude, like, okay, so it's like your typical, like, Chick-fil-A, whatever. You'll see it in Boston with Duncan. All, well, okay, fine. Dun- yeah, that's a weird, that I'm, I refuse to get dragged for my opinions on Dunkin' Donuts. Um, but you look at the, the line literally just, it goes straight out all the way back to the stairs and then it wraps around like the little gate. That's Chipotle. Like that's even that, that Chipotle and Duncan are the same. I, I don't understand the fascination. It's crazy with- for like, a, dude, you probably have to pay. I didn't even, I couldn't get close enough to see what their price gouging was, but it's gotta be like a $14 burrito. Yeah. It has to be. I would get, yeah, I would guess because I mean, but, just go get pretzels or something from the. From yeah, the I'm store. with you, but if people are, if people are buying, you keep charging. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Look, I'm not blaming Chipotle. Yeah. Also, who's trying to eat like a full burrito before you go? It's going on a plane. plane. That's tough, man. That's tough. Or the people who bring egg sandwiches onto a plane from like Dunkin' Donuts. Those are the worst. There are a couple like airport faux pas that I struggle with. Like, don't bring an egg sandwich on the plane. Eat it before. Why are you wearing full boots through security? Like, would you just come from the woods? Like, you were just out hiking and straight to the plane? I never knew you were so angry about air travel. Some people just, they're a little much. I, you know what? My, uh, those are all fine. Give me those every day of the week. I'll, okay. I'll be fine. Don't put me next to the person who talks. Well, yeah, I don't no want to have a conversation yeah. with you. Like I would, I would, as soon as I sat down, I had my headphones in the book out just to be like, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm signals are showing you that I'm not ready to talk. Yeah. yeah. I, just please. I'd rather not talk because, <laughs> because, and it's not even necessarily, I don't mind the conversation. Right. As much as it's like, okay, we have two hours. Are we keeping this up? Are we oh, not? Yeah. There's are, a, there's a gray area. There. Like, what do we do well, now? And also you Can don't I know read? what, well, it's a, it's a roulette wheel too. Cause you don't know what I've had good airplane conversations. I have too. I've had horrid airplane conversations. I, I am not kidding. When I say this, I sat next to a 13 year old on a flight from Arizona and he literally talked about his obsession with building homemade explosives. Oh my God! This is a a thirteen year old child speaking to me while we are in the air about his obsession with homemade explosives. I, 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 
I would not have liked that. I was <laughs> I would not have I it. was so stressed the entire t- not because I thought he had any on him, but like I thought the air marshal was going to come over and be like, "Hey, you like little bit old." I was like 16, so I wasn't even like it, but this 13-year-old kid put the fear of death in me. I, I was just I was This conversation is making me uncomfortable. Right? Never mind the actual conversation. That's my worst flight experience for sure. Like a kid talking about this post nine eleven. A kid talking about explosives on a plane. That's not. That's worst case scenario. Yeah. <sighs> Having a little bit of a flashback. I don't blame you. And I, I mean, how do I follow up? I don't. Yeah. I. I I've never had like a a really bad. Yeah. Like in flight experience, it just the risk reward for me of talking to somebody it just no it's high there. yeah it it's, the risk outweighs the re, like yeah or the ceiling outweighs the the floor outweighs the ceiling yeah because what's the real reward like right. what what's the reward it's not you're probably not going to make it actually yeah okay there there are a few instances where there are I guess good things that can come of it, but like realistically, like what no one if, has what ever I, met the love of their life like on an airplane, and I think that's the that's the the reward, right? But I've never met yeah. someone who was like, oh, I met this person, like, and right because especially they're they may not even be there; it might be a connecting flight, and they're going. Yeah, that's like, true too. Now like, maybe now it you know it, who knows Twitter and so maybe, social media. Maybe you'll uh, you'll meet the love of your life on the uh, New Bedford. Uh, Runway, yeah, I guess so. You could, you want, you probably won't though. You probably won't, but you could. I won't. You probably. Sit it next is to on those regional ones back. It's a little because most people are, you know. Yeah, they're going. Someone to from a, Maine isn't flying from New Bedford or something. So you know? here, here's it's a good question. New Bedford people flying. How, we'll we'll end with with this thought. All right. You're you're in Mississippi. I'm all right. You're in the terminal. Visualize. You it. you've made it to Atlanta. You've got a straight through flight to Boston. How I made it to Atlanta? So from Mississippi, okay. you've gotten to Atlanta. Okay, you're in the terminal. It's to Boston. Made it through the train. How do you know that you found your right terminal? Like, is there a telltale sign of like what people are wearing? Generally, I just look at the number and the really the gate that says Boston or wherever I'm going. See, flying to the, yeah, I don't. I see camo. Flying camo? Ba- flying back to Kansas. Oh, I see camo, and that's that's my that's my terminal. I, I noticed it afterwards. Like, like I notice, you know, the, so from, oh, I can't remember this story too. And it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do notice more like, you know, new England sports paraphernalia okay. flying back, yeah. but I don't look for that. I look kind of just, you know, look for the, at what it says on the ticket. I'm more of a... Well, I mean, yeah, sure. But, I mean, I know. I mean, you can always tell when people come wandering in, like, oh, that guy's on the same flight as me. At least for me. All right. Well, or that's... maybe you can't because it's hard to see him. I'm, to- I'm confused Get it? Camo? Hard, oh! Hard to see him. Over right. my head. Yeah, it's okay. You're, you're not from the... It's a, it was a bad joke. That was good. I get it now. All right. Well, uh... Mike, thanks, thanks for, for stopping by. Yeah, think we'll that's hope not you the have us back. Yeah, there it is. We we appreciate you sharing your airport expertise with uh, it was with all of us. this was a lot. You know, some of my friends listen to this. They're like, "Wow, he was really like chill about that." Because I'm, I'm not a bad flyer, but I'm not a good flyer. Yeah, I don't like flights. I had bad turbulence on my last flight. It sucked. All right, we're this has been the bubble. 
15th's conversation. We're closing in on episode 20, Mike. Should we do anything special for episode 20? That won't exist. Episode 20.5. There you go. That might exist. We could do something that. We might do something special. Maybe we'll uh, make a trip back. We'll we'll do another live pod from an ice cream place or something. Go up on a plane. Or we might uh, go on a plane ride. Who knows? Start a volleyball team. You'll have to check back with us uh, next time to see what happens. Paddleboard yoga. Some paddleboard yoga. I'm just going to keep naming out random things. All right. As Mike does that, I'm going to hit the outro. And as always, we hope you'll have his best.